We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello friends, this is Future Madison talking to you, but this is actually the start of a two-part episode with my lovely friend Nicole, so I just want to give you a heads up, it might stop abruptly a little bit, but I'll do a little outro on there and you can expect the second part of this episode out next week, so yeah, enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, it's your host Madison Handler here today with Nicole Hutchison Gann, my lovely friend. Hello. Today we're going to be talking all about traveling yeah because miss nicole over here has traveled a lot of places some some just a few just a few a handful do you know everywhere that you've traveled i've i've been to 15 countries oh my and like 30 something states i think 30 out of the 50 30 something oh okay well today i added one (gasps) so we're in tennessee currently yeah I I haven't been to Tennessee to like go to Tennessee. Yeah. So. All right. Day. So traveling. Yep. Is what we're here for. Yes. That's the content you need and uh-huh. deserve. So, you're from Arkansas. Yep. I grew up in Fayetteville. Okay. When do you think your love of traveling first sparked? Or. Um. Yeah. So growing up, my uh, family traveled. A bit. My mom and her family is from, they are from Massachusetts. And so we would go up and see them over summer. Sometimes we went up Christmas a few times. But Mm -hmm. so we would go up and see them while we were there. We would go to Maine or Cape Cod or do that sort of thing. So I'm just kind of doing that. I think at least I was accustomed to like Mm -hmm. how airports work, which some people aren't. And so I thought that was like an important thing. And so we kind of always did that growing up, um, but I think really my my drive to see more of the world just kind of came from knowing that um, we only see it a certain way, mm-hmm. and uh, there are other people who have totally different experiences than we do, and I just thought that was so interesting that like you can grow up and believe in live the same life day to day to day that I would never do in my whole life unless I went there and saw yeah. it. Um, and so just kind of like being aware of that mm-hmm. probably, mm, I would say around, when I was around 14 okay. um, and being aware of that um, just kind of really drove me to, to want to know more about mm-hmm. it. So. so was that like to travel to different countries or just travel around or uh, do you think, for yeah. me, it was really international, okay. um, internationally driven. I do, of course, I haven't yeah. been to some places in the U.S. and I would probably like to go someday. But um, for me, it's it's my my heart really lies with 
international yeah. travel. The whole world. Oh, wanderlust is the <laughs> word that oh people gosh. say. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so when was your first, I guess, it doesn't have to be like solo trip, but one without your family, I guess, is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Without my family? Yeah. Well, I did some mission trips growing up, and so I went to Salt Lake City. I went to New Mexico a few times, um, and then I started going on trips with friends. So I went to Hawaii uh, with, with, well, I mean, my friend and her mom. So her okay. mom was there. So I guess I kind of, like, but my family but wasn't your there. Family, yeah. So um, we did that, and then my when I graduated high school, we went to the beach, and it was just, like, all of our friends. I never went on a senior trip, and really? I wanted to go so my grandma made so we stayed in my grandmother's condo uh-huh. and she made us take um a quote a supervisor so we took my friend Heath's his older sister named Emily and she's probably maybe four years older than us <laughs> like not any type of authority figure at all like we all knew her we were all friends with her and so she came with us and just hung out on the beach for a week for free. That's awesome. And I want that job. Yeah. And she just kind of like made sure that we didn't ate die. and didn't <laughs> die. Yeah. So, but I was like, grandma, I'm, I'm graduating high school. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> grandma. <laughs> grandma. Come on. <laughs> That's like, so what was like your most defining trip? Ooh, that's a great question. Thanks. Um, I'm good. <laughs> um, it was between my junior and senior year of college. I went to Indonesia for the summer. And I think that was probably, that was my second time um, going abroad. And it, I went with five strangers. I didn't know any of them at all. Like, had never met them. Had never, I don't think, even spoken on the phone to them. Like, maybe a Facebook message. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, so five strangers that I didn't know, and I was going to an island just east of Bali in Indonesia, and I really didn't know what I'd be doing there. Um, I just kind of signed up for this trip on a whim. It was with the International Mission Board, and so I went to Indonesia, which I could not even point out on a map before (laughs) I looked it up and was like, where the heck is this country? It's somewhere around there. Yeah. And um, so I went and I think really before I went, we did like a week or two weeks of training of just like the culture and like the religious atmosphere of the nation and like how to conduct yourselves, how to be safe, like what to look out for, that sort of thing. Because it is it is a third world country and they do have a lot of political and religious turmoil Mm -hmm. um, in some parts of the nation. And so, you know, all things to learn. Um, But I can remember there are so many aspects of it going um a lot of people around me in my life and a lot of my family were like aren't you afraid like it's it's quote scary like Mm -hmm. it's a scary place like all this stuff is happening this was also the summer where um isis was very active and so Uh there's a lot of bombings throughout europe and the middle east um and so that just kind of like (laughs) rose the tension yeah and um So just kind of having to process through that with my parents of being like the whole world is kind of dangerous, but it's also not dangerous. Like people like shoot up Paneras every day or not. I mean, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it happens right here in America. And who's to say like that I'm any more safe here than I am 
on a beach like in Southeast Asia like whatever and so I'm just kind of having to deal with that for my family so that was a big growing experience for me personally and just that kind of aspect of Mm -hmm. like how I look at the world and what I perceive as dangerous or not um, which was very interesting thing to process through because I've never had to do that before and that is something that a lot of people face when they're looking to go abroad is like well I don't want to go to wherever you know name it literally anywhere because this happened or because people are saying this happened like it's that sort of thing like you have to be smart and of course be aware of your surroundings but that was very interesting just the whole like safety aspect of it but also I mean Asian culture is so different from western culture Mm -hmm. so going like you can't use your left hand to do anything because that's like the dirty hand there Mm -hmm. so you can't do that um the gender differences huge Mm -hmm. huge gender differences and I really struggled with that when I was there but just kind of having to accept that this is their culture and I'm visiting so So how do you like what do you mean by that like explain Mm -hmm. that further yeah so I think let's see a few instances that really got under my skin was we were in um we had hiked into this village once and um we were told that we were going to go and hunt these, like, big lizards for dinner. And okay. I was, like, pumped about it. I was like, this is going to be so fun. We're going to have machetes and, like, go out in the jungle and mm-hmm. hunt these lizards. Like, I just thought it'd be cool. But the guys got to go hunt lizards. Oh. And we stood behind and, like, washed rice <laughs> mm-hmm. for dinner. And that's just normal. Yeah. Like, that's just yeah. what they do. And so that's what we did because we wanted to be with the people. and. Yeah. So be I was respectful. You can't just be like exactly. I was a little bitter, but <laughs> like I didn't get to hunt lizards. Like whatever. Um. So that were like um, guys wouldn't hold the door open for us. Like they would always walk through first. Mm-hmm. Um. When I was leaving Indonesia, I sat by this man on the airplane, and he was man spreading um. so bad. Like his leg was under my armrest, like into my seat. His whole arm was on the armrest. I was like, sir move i am emotionally unstable for leaving this country right now and you are way too close to me yeah so just stuff like that yeah i think okay but anyway yeah so totally different culture Mm -hmm. in all of those regards and just kind of learning how to um adapt and like live there and thrive and also just realizing that these people this this nation is the way it is because of its culture and i can we can never really understand people fully if we don't understand like where they come from why they practice what they practice why they believe what they believe and a lot of that is tied back into their culture and their national customs and holidays and religion and politics and everything and so that that summer kind of really spurred me on to learning that about people Mm -hmm. and about nations and about the world and we are all vastly different and it's because of where we come from yeah so where did you that you said that was your second time out of the country Mm -hmm. where did you go before that my first trip out of the country I went to uh Haiti it was for like a spring break my freshman year of college okay yeah we worked uh in an orphanage for most of the time there and then we also did some stuff like out in the villages um we went out to the mountains one day and did stuff in a village there okay. um yeah so Very it was cool. wild because it was haiti if you have if you don't it's extreme poverty like mm-hmm. extreme there's trash burning in the streets 24 7 like people are getting drugged behind cars 
it's awful it's 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 really pictures will never do it justice and so that was my first trip out of the country and it rocked my world because I was like people live like this every single day yeah and that's crazy because you see the people going on mission trips and they just take a picture with Mm -hmm. a cute baby and they're like yeah he I didn't change his life he changed my life and you're just like Okay. okay. I'm throwing some shade, but also. Like, no, I get it though. Yeah. It's like, I get that. That's great that mm. you felt changed, but it's like not actually talking about the real ass problem of yeah, everything, you mm. know, mm-hmm. I get it. Do whatever help you can in whatever way. Yeah, but, de- definitely. But yeah, that's crazy that it's not mm. the picture perfect. Yeah. No. You with a child no. smiling. That, that trip, it really tested me because I was like felt really strongly for this little girl that was there her Mm. she um had autism and she also couldn't walk and she was like four four years old um just had some developmental um things Mm -hmm. and I was just like why why did she get this life and why did I get my life and is it one of our lives more important than the other like what yeah and so that really messed me up for a while like I really had to work through that yeah, a lot of course yeah Ooh. especially as a freshman in college when you're yeah. like yeah <laughs> getting the chance to go to college and then like taking a trip to their country to mm-hmm. like help them that's like a crazy thing yeah to me it's like do you know like I've never like been out of the country to do that but definitely like on alternative spring breaks like yeah going there and just like helping them you're like I'm literally taking a trip and this is like not fun for me but it's like a chance to get away from Missouri, you know, whatever. Right, yeah. And you go there it's and you're exciting. just, like, helping these people. And you're, like, I'm excited to be here, but, like, they have to, like, live through, you know, mm-hmm. like. They can live and die and never know anything else. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's like mm-hmm. oh, my God. It's very, as cliche as this, but it is very humbling, like. Yeah. To know that and to have that knowledge. Yeah also sad but also very sad <laughs> but so where most of your trips like have most of your trips been service trips like servants mm-hmm. oriented and do you think that's a big part of like why you like to travel a little mm-hmm. bit more like do you not like to just go you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah like, um when I first started traveling a lot of my trips were service based um and then when I moved overseas I it was also with the international mission board so I was doing service work overseas but then since I lived there, I got to go on vacation um, and I moved to Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal. And so um, going on vacation there, of course, travel all over Europe. But it's so cheap once you're there. Mm-hmm. And so those trips were more fun. And then I think more recently I've taken more like fun, fun relaxation, yeah. like me trips. So, yeah. 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 And is it did you do the service one? Be, I mean, obviously, because you liked it. But also, is it a little I feel like it might be a lot easier to go like to go abroad if you're doing it for service kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but like if you're doing it it's kind of either already planned out if you're going yeah. on a mission trip it's probably a lot cheaper than it would be because you're like helping out an organization right or whatever mm-hmm. and i feel like a little bit less scary like quote unquote because you're oh, going yeah. with a group that's gonna be there yeah and definitely. i feel like yeah i don't think I don't think it was ever intentional that I was like, oh, I'm going to go abroad okay. and do these things because it'll be easier. Okay. So I don't think that was ever like a motive behind it. It definitely did give me a lot of tools to be able to feel confident 
knowing like I can plan an entire trip abroad and do it by myself and it'd be fine. Yeah. So definitely gave me a lot of tools to do that. But it was also you hit it on the head like 100 percent easier to just be like, I signed up for this. and I'm going to go and then I show up and I'm there. Yeah. And someone else takes care of the airline tickets and where I'm going to stay and what I'm going to eat and someone else does it. Yeah. So because I'm like a terrible planner, <laughs> yeah. a terrible planner. And so I think that would be a, a whole lot mm-hmm. easier. And I feel like it's good for people who like want to go abroad, but are maybe too like shy to do it. And like if mm-hmm. they just sign up, then they can just like do it, you know? Yeah. Because you're like committing to it. And yeah, then like for sure. If they're not really sure where they want to go, mm-hmm. then they can like. Yeah, I think that is a good option. Another good option is um, they do have tour companies that you Mm -hmm. can sign up for a trip and they do all of that for you. You There's like Top Deck, um, which I have a friend who works for. Uh, Kentucky is another one. And so they just like are organized trips and they're like, we're going to do this, this and this. And you have this amount of free time in Rome. I would love that. That's like where I need to go. Yeah. And. They just take you wherever. Because I just get like cool. anxiety whenever I don't know what to do. And mm. I feel like I'm doing things, not that I'm doing things wrong, but I feel like I'm not doing what I should be doing. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's kind of like a cruise, but on a bus in Europe. I think I would like that a yeah. lot, actually. My, so my brother did a whole trip abroad or whatever, uh-huh. and he stayed in a hostel one night. I think I told you this. And he got his shoes stolen. Oh, I didn't know that. Because why <laughs> he just like left them out, like a dingus. They're like Nike, nice shoes, mm-hmm. and got them stolen. And he was so mad. And my parents were like, "Don't be an idiot." Yeah. Also, like when you're going from hostel to hostel, maybe don't bring your nicest things if you're not staying at the nicest hostel. <laughs> like that's just a lot of people to be around. Yeah, it is. And not do it. That's never happened to me, thankfully, but. I don't, sometimes I sleep with my backpack in my bed, like just, you know, yeah. just like yeah. you feel it out. But yeah, I've done that plenty of times. So. Have you? Has there ever been a moment where you've been like scared or like mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> um, two two times come to mind specifically. Okay. Once was in Indonesia, and it was me and two girls that I was with, and um, we had one laptop all summer, okay. and it was my laptop, my personal laptop. Okay. And it was my backpack. And we were walking out of our neighborhood to get to a main street to get a taxi. And as we turned this corner, there was a group of, like, I want to say maybe five, like, 13-year-old, 14-year-old boys. And so they start following us. And so at first I was kind of like, whatever, like, we're a bunch of white girls walking around. Like, they're just, you know, being being following us yeah and then it kind of got a little weird like they got a little too close okay and i they said backpack and like it was just like the the tensions rose and it got kind of you you can just feel it and so we i was like we need to go faster and so kind of like you know keep turning around making eye contact with them like i'm i know i know what you're doing And they were literally right behind us. We weren't running, but we were walking fast. And we come out onto the main street, and there is, by by the grace of God, a taxi sitting right there. And the taxi driver is standing outside, like, leaning against the taxi, facing us. Uh. And as soon as we see him, the boys, like, stop. And they kind of all just stop and turn around and go back to where they came from. Uh. 
But like the day, literally the day before this happened, we waited 45 minutes on the street for a taxi to come by. 45 minutes. It was like, it literally was just the perfect timing for everything. It really was. But so then like, obviously I didn't want to get mugged in an alleyway. So that time I didn't like. Second time was uh, Corey and I were in Amsterdam and we were walking back to our hostel Mm. and these guys were in front of us and we were in the main part of the city, like Mm -hmm. right, right in town. And these guys were in front of us and there were three guys and we were just walking, whatever. It was probably midnight, 1 a.m., something like that. And they kind of walked, like stopped to the side and Corey and I walked past them and then they got behind us and then Corey and I stopped and they got in front of us and then they stopped and we were like, okay, no, like we're not doing this right now. And so luckily our hostel was pretty close. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of like booked it and ducked inside. But that was another time I was a little uneasy. But besides that, everything's been, yeah, everything's been pretty, pretty fine. It's just, it really is just being aware of your surroundings and not putting yourself in bad situations. Mm -hmm pretty simple i just have a hella false sense of security <laughs> like really bad false no. sense of security i've gotten much better that's good as i've grown up mm-hmm. and like especially being a woman and i've just like noticed yes so much more because i'm like now that i'm older i'm like i mean i should have been thinking this the whole time but now i've actually realized what the world is and i'm like shit mm-hmm. i'm a woman that just makes me a target automatically yeah so i just need to be way more aware. but i was i'm yeah i just like walk around i'm like "Eh." everyone's happy right like (laughs) definitely me too (laughs) peace love yeah no but i definitely see that and i feel that same way too as well but i think and i do think it kind of comes with being confident like and actually confident in your abilities Mm -hmm. and having good abilities not like a false confidence and you know of course I've said this being aware of your surroundings and everything because I've walked around multiple cities by myself and have felt completely fine yeah and nothing's happened I get where I'm going I meet up with whoever or I just kill time walking around you know but I it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. you know and I want to advise anyone to go and do that yeah so i don't know double edge i guess depends yeah yeah it really just depends on you and in the place of course so i don't know there's really no like easy yeah i mean like anywhere you go because honestly anywhere you go it can be unsafe exactly yeah like it doesn't really matter it's the people that make it unsafe not the like right yeah the place you are in yeah, like I have been to Amsterdam multiple times and never had encountered anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And really, in Europe, that was my first kind of time I ever felt unsafe in my year of living there. Mm-hmm. I never felt that way before. Mm-hmm. And so it was just that one that one time, that one occurrence. And who's to say that anything would have even happened? Happen. Like, like, maybe they were afraid of us, you know, because yeah. we were walking behind them first. So who knows? But... You can just kind of feel it. Instincts are just like, Exactly. Go with your gut. Yeah. Honestly, so. So you lived in Europe for two years. For one year. For one year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell, explain, give me your timeline of everything. So you went to Haiti. Yep. Freshman year of college. Yes. So I went to Haiti, freshman year of college. June, between junior and senior year. Wow. (laughs) Between junior and senior year, Indonesia. Um. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Christmas, senior year, China. Okay. How long? 
uh, three weeks. Okay. For just fun, pleasure? Uh, I went with one of the girls that I went to Indonesia with. Okay. And so she had some friends there, and so we went together and stayed with them. Um, And then Cuba for spring break. Okay. And then I moved to Portugal. Okay. And from Portugal... Went everywhere. Europe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So... Most not everywhere, but Portugal. Let me. I don't know if I can name them all. Portugal, Spain, <laughs> Italy, UK, France, Finland, Copenhagen, Poland, and or the Netherlands. Is that nine? I think so. Canada. <laughs> oh, I love Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I know I'm missing something. I don't know, but yeah. Crazy. What is like the most expensive part of traveling? Ooh, that first plane ticket, I yeah. think. I think it's also the scariest one. Okay, because it's like jarring. It's that first. It is. Know. It's a commitment. It's a big commitment. Financially, like time wise, you yeah. have to do it now. And it, flying in the U.S. and flying internationally from the U.S. is so, it, it is so expensive. Mm-hmm. I think I've found the cheapest flights from scottscheapflights.com. They send you uh, daily email updates with different regions of the world that you're in, that you say you're you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And let's say tickets for Europe drop, they send you an email that day, and they're like, well, "This is expected to last 24 hours." Tickets from this airport in the U.S. to these airports in Europe for four hundred dollars. So I've bought. A few tickets to Europe for four hundred dollars, which Damn. is great. Yeah, that's crazy. So my ticket to China, I think I got for like eight hundred dollars from the from Damn. those email yeah. updates. So just stuff like that. Skyscanner is another good one that I've used sometimes, um, just to kind of find those cheap flights. Yeah, and commit. So you ha- you do have to be flexible with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not like this all encompassing thing, but. If you, if you are able to be flexible, then it's a really great way to kind of bring that price down. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the scariest really? and the biggest expense, I think. Yeah. Then besides that, it's just, I don't know, food, food I guess. Yeah. But if you're not really picky, then you're fine, too. <laughs> so, just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you done to, like, save up money for trips or how? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is just making it a priority. Okay. So Corey and I know we want to go on an international trip at least every other year, Mm -hmm. like a a big thing. And so just kind of being aware of that and knowing like, this is something that we are doing, period, like no matter what, and making that a priority kind of allows us to have that mindset of, well, we shouldn't do this because we need it for this trip. Mm -hmm. Even like weekend trips or if we're going to a different state or something, um, just kind of still having that mindset of like, oh, well, we're going to have to pay for our room. And so let's not go out to eat tonight Mm -hmm. or let's not do X, Y, and Z because we're going to, we need it for this. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of really like making that like the baseline Mm -hmm. for how we live and how we spend our money has made it really possible has made it possible to be able to afford that even Mm -hmm. though we don't have outstanding salaries by any means yeah so what was your longest flight 
Do you know? Oh, yes, I do. It was from Atlanta to Tokyo, Japan. How long was it? It was 14 hours in the same airplane. It was long. In the same airplane? Yeah. I'm pretty sure flying to Australia is also 14 hours, so it was so long. How did you do it? I actually... So, I was a little bit of an amateur at this point still, and I didn't get up one time. Once. I didn't get up to pee. I didn't get up to stretch my legs. I took two Dramamine and passed out and literally just slept. The (laughs) entire time? Yeah. I would start a movie and then fall asleep, and I didn't get up. And if you don't get up on long flights like that, your ankles swell. It's not good. Your ankles swell? Yes. It, like... (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. I have a tattoo on my right foot and my ankle was so swollen that my tattoo just looked weird. Like, you know, like if you're used to seeing it, yeah, it looks, yeah. it's not right. Yeah, it was not right. My ankles were swollen for three or four days. Did it, it hurt? Awful. Yeah, it hurt. My chacos were too tight when I got to Indonesia. Like, you couldn't, like, roll your ankle. It was just uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, and I didn't know. Like, that's never something anyone, anyone had ever told me was yeah. to stand up on flights. Yeah. Talking about that Stupid. has been my leg, legs. Like, <laughs> I know. You're and now I'm, like, moving. Rolling my ankles <laughs> now. It's fine. Damn, that sounds awful. Yeah. So, I didn't know. So what do you do now when you're out in planes? Like, oh, okay. So if I have another long flight. I've never had another 14-hour flight, thank goodness. But eight, ten hours. Now, I definitely still take Dramamine. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I love to sleep. I find it really hard to sleep on airplanes just Mm because I'm uncomfortable. Um, I never drink coffee if I'm traveling that day. Uh, It dehydrates you. And when you're flying, especially, you want to stay hydrated. So I always bring a water bottle. I always bring my neck pillow on those. (laughs) I thought they were so lame forever. And then I finally gave in and bought one. And now I take it on the car when we go on road trips. I take it on the plane when I go basically anywhere. I'm a little nerd with my (laughs) neck neck pillow. pillow. (laughs) But I bring it everywhere, take Dramamine, drink a lot of water. And then I usually download podcasts. Um, I bring something to write in a lot because I find like, I just get very idle and I want to write something down mm-hmm. or just draw or whatever. So I usually bring just a journal or a notebook and some pins, whatever. Um, usually on long flights, they have movies on the plane. So I really don't download movies or anything yeah. unless I'm specifically watching something that I'm like, I need to yeah, watch, watch this, this right now. now. Um, but besides that, I'll just watch movies, whatever they have. And then I try to stand up at least every two hours, if not more often. And I usually just walk to the bathroom, do my business. And then I (laughs) I jump in the bathroom, like just standing in there and jump up and down. At least like if I don't come all the way off the ground, like at least get that motion in my legs. Uh Because I am paranoid about my ankles falling now. (laughs) And so I don't want it to happen. So I go in there and. Yeah, do jump around. Exercises. People are like, what the fuck is yeah. this chick doing? Yeah, but that's what I kind of do on planes. So mm-hmm. just sleep. I honestly just sleep a lot. Yeah. So I'm like so scared to go to the bathroom in a plane. Why? I don't know. I'm just like nervous. I'm going to get locked in there and I'm just like never oh, going to no. come out. I don't know what it is. I was on a flight a few weeks ago and <laughs> I went to the bathroom right when we hit turbulence. Oh, so I was no. like braced up against both <laughs> walls and I was like, I will not die in this <laughs> bathroom. 
terrible place to die. It really terrible. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So what are your tips for like traveling through airports? Ooh. Because I hate traveling through airports. I don't know what it is. I like never really went on planes as a child. We always mm-hmm. drove, which is why I love car rides. And oh, I uh, hate them. Yeah, because <laughs> we just always drove everywhere. Like even if it was longer, I mean, we didn't travel anywhere like outrageous really right. either. It was like Florida, Alabama, like whatever, you know, Yeah. drivable distances, even mm-hmm. though they're a little longer. But I remember for one of my birthdays, I was like, wanted to go to the American Girl doll store in Chicago because we didn't have one in St. Louis yet. Uh-huh. Um, and so I made my mom promise me that we would take a, a plane uh-huh. to Chicago because I was a like, plane to, yeah, <laughs> okay. Because I had never been on a plane before. Oh, okay. And okay. I wanted to go yeah. so bad. And she was like, sure. So we took a plane to Chicago. It was That's like, pretty cool. It was like an hour, I think. That's I don't a good know mom. I know. It's probably cheap as fuck. Cause she's probably <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Because I don't even think we bought anything at the American Girl doll store. I just wanted to go. Can you? So can you make your own American Girl doll? Yes. I never oh. did that though. Because oh. I thought that was weird. Oh. I got the historical figures once. Okay, that's pretty cool. So they had like stories, but they're not like actual stories. Well, right, right. They're like uh, historical fiction. Yeah. Most I can't remember. I did have a Native American one. I can't remember if she was Sacagawea or if she was just like a part of that tribe. Definitely told the story of Sacagawea, but I don't think she was. Well, I hope she didn't take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Jeez. But there was like one, I don't know. They all had stories, which is the, those are the ones I like, like the historical figures one. Like yeah. my favorites were Sam and Nellie and they were from the 1920s. And so it was during the Great Depression. Were they flappers? So they, no. They were young girls. They're all like Did young they want girls. to be flappers? <laughs> no, Sam was a high class girl and her family was like totally fine during the depression. And they took in Nellie because she was in poverty. Oh. And they took her in as their own. Anyway, so that's own. that. But since being on that plane, I went on like, on like one more plane to the Grand Canyon to not to the Grand Canyon, to the Arizona. It wasn't just like in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'm just flying there. <laughs> its own airport. Its own airport. But then like I did it as an adult last year and I was like, oh, Wait, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have a question about yeah. the Grand Canyon. I've never been. Wow. Is it cool? Like one, did you go inside of it or did you stand and look at okay, it? Okay, so I've actually been to it twice. Okay. So I went... My eighth grade year for a class trip, mm-hmm. we went to the Grand Canyon and we hiked Okay, the Grand Canyon. That's cool. Really cool. But at one point, there's a like there's like a point where you can go out and like look out. There's like a lookout point mm-hmm. when you're in the Grand Canyon. Yes. We had already hiked like 12 miles. This was an extra three, I think. And I... <coughs> And they were like, if you don't feel up to it, please do not try and go because this whole area was like no no shade. Like it was all sun. So they were like, if you don't feel good right now, like don't try and go. Like do not try and go. And at that point I already like felt really sick and I had to have somebody carry my backpack for a little bit because I was like dying. Yeah. And so I didn't go on that because I almost passed out. But um, it was really cool. I wish 
I went again last year because we went on the road trip. Right. And so we had some time to kill, so we went up to the Grand Canyon. I wish in eighth grade I would have appreciated it more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a young eighth grader. I didn't really, I just wanted to be there with my friends. Right. I didn't really care where I was. Uh-huh. So it was cool, but I wish that I would have taken the experience of hiking it a lot more. Because looking Serious. at it was lame. Yes. Okay. That's what I've always thought. I've always thought, like, I've never really had a desire to go to the Grand Canyon because I've always pictured me driving there, standing there in the middle of the day and it being hot and just like that blaring midday sun. Yeah. And just be like, wow, this is a giant hole. You pay like $30. I have to pay to look at it? Yep. Oh, what? <laughs> I think... No. I think you always have to pay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe we just had to pay because we had a car. It's a national park, though. Yeah. I think you still have to pay. Maybe you don't. I might be wrong. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Come back. (laughs) I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be totally wrong. Maybe I'm not remembering that. I have no idea. But it's, like, cool, but you stand there. Right. And you take a picture. And it looks, the thing is, it looks fake. Like it doesn't like when you're there, that. you're like, mm. this isn't real. I think I also have this thing where I travel is I don't like I do want to see a lot of the touristy things, but some of them I just have no desire. Yeah. The Statue of Liberty, I don't care. I've seen it from across the way. Yeah, cool. I've seen pictures of it too. Cool. Yeah, I don't care. Um, just stuff like that. I just don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't need. I don't know. So the Grand Canyon's on that list of like cool. Yeah, it's, like, cool, but you definitely just stand there, and then you're, like... I feel, like... Okay, am I done? But we saw um, a bunch of... Birds. No. Rams. Sheep. Billy goats. No. Um, It was, like... Fish. You're scaring me. (laughs) It was, like... Was it... It's, like, a deer-type thing, but it's not a deer. But I forget what it was. A dick-dick. I don't know. I have videos of, like... They were literally right across from us, and that was fucking Antelope. cool. Because they were like, no, I Oak. don't know what they were. Maybe, fuck, why can't I think of that? I'm so awful. But that was cool. That was the coolest part. They were literally right there. That's pretty neat. A bunch of them. And I was like, fuck, hi. And we had our ta- <laughs> tiny-ass dog with us. And I was like, fuck, Holly, <laughs> stay right here. Don't you dare move. It will attack you. But why did the you The deer? Yeah, because he's a tiny dog. dog. I mean, they could stomp on it. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Make fun of me. On <laughs> and they could. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, you could go try and chase after them and then. Yeah, maybe. I don't need your fucking Maybe. Judgment. Anyway, tips <laughs> on traveling through the airport a lot easier is really where we started. Oh, really? This. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I think it really depends on your personality. I dated this boy in college, and we went to New York together once. And he's very type A, uh, and I was not. So anytime we would go, like, we would get in, we got in the airport, and we would look at the departures board, and it shows you your flight number, where you're going, mm-hmm. what time you're departing, and what gate. And he would, anytime we walked past one, he would stop and check just to make sure that our gate didn't change, to make sure that we were still on time. 
And while there is definitely a place for that, it stressed me out. Yeah. Because I was like, I, when I get to an airport, I want to go to my gate. I want to sit down and wait for. Yeah. And if I, because I'm, if I'm by myself, I don't want to carry my bag around and go shopping. I, I just want to like sit and chill. Yeah. And so I usually try to eat lunch or dinner or whatever time of the day meal I need to eat while I'm waiting on in the airports for that. But a lot of times it is just really boring. Yeah. Like, I wish there was a nice way to be like, traveling is always glamorous. I love it. But it's not true. A lot of it is boring and it just sucks. And sitting in the airport for hours and hours is part of it. That just sucks. So, I don't know. I listen to podcasts. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I nap. I, like, edit photos, Mm -hmm. work. I have a layover in my next adventure and i'm terrified i've never done a layover oh no i don't know why i'm like so scared of airports but i am i'm scared of them i'm just scared i'm gonna fuck something up why everything's in order i know but i don't know what it is i'm just like shit i'm gonna do something wrong i just like driving because i'm in control yeah i guess loser (laughs) but yeah so i mean I, i think as long as you know where you're going and like the end destination there's so many signs even everywhere in the world like english is the international aviation language Mm. and so it all is in english yeah like all of everything in airports will always have english somewhere it may not be the main thing but it'll be there yeah always so as like i i don't think i ever appreciated being a native english speaker until i started traveling a lot Uh and i realized how coveted of a language it really is yeah and i felt a lot more thankful when i could read signs yeah so did you ever go someplace and like there was a really bad like language barrier or you felt like yeah so i think in finland um i had i was by myself i had a 24-hour in layover in finland the first time i went and 24 hours Mm mm-hmm yeah. Did you leave the airport or did you come? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I had planned to leave. I was like, I can't. I can't sit in the airport yeah, okay. twenty four hours. And I was like, Helsinki sounds cool. It looks yeah. cool. Whatever. Um, <laughs> didn't do a lot of research on it. I did write down instructions to how to get from the airport to my hostel via bus. Okay. And um, in Finland they had Finnish as the main language and then Swedish as like the sub language okay. on most of the signs. Neither one of them are similar to English or a romantic language at all. So yeah. I was hopeless. And I remember getting on this bus and it was in January and so it's so far north that it's dark almost always okay i think the sun came up at 11 a.m and it set by 4 p.m so like it was dark the whole time basically (laughs) and i got on this bus and i was like i know this is the right bus like i'm i feel good about it but i was on this bus for so long i thought i surely i'd miss it or something and i was like I didn't have any data on my phone. I didn't have Wi-Fi. So I was just, like, going off of these instructions I had written down down. somewhere and, uh, like, matching them to the map on the wall and hoping that I'd get there at some point. And I did, thankfully. Um, And I think think that was my first or my second maybe true, like, solo travel Mm -hmm. endeavor that I had done at that point. 
And when I finally got to my hostel, I was so freaking proud of myself. Yeah, that's crazy. For navigating that in not English, without a cell phone, like no GPS, like old school, basically. That's crazy. Yeah. And it, of course, there was a time I started to freak out on yeah. the bus because like I've been here for 45 minutes. Yeah. It, are we going to get there? Do I need to? What What's going on? Even but. taking public transportation in stressful the U.S. <laughs> just scares me. Like no, even <laughs> even knowing that I know where I'm going mm-hmm. scares the fuck out of me. Really, I I really love. Like I think I will end up living long term in a city with public transportation because I love it yeah. so much. It's and like good public. Tra- no, I'm not yeah. talking like the Springfield bus system, yeah. but like good <laughs> yeah. good public transportation. Yeah. Alrighty, so that is the end of this part. Stay tuned for next Thursday as the second part talks uh, comes around. We're going to talk about hostels, her experiences um, living abroad, and kind of how she dealt with culture shock and all those sorts of things. But for now, make sure you follow me at loudmouthpod on Instagram to keep up to date on when the next episode is going to be posted. And yeah, come back for more. So thank you guys for listening and expect more soon. Bye.